0: All right, folks, welcome in to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by our good friends over at Superbook Sports. I am your host, Ryan Blackburn at NBA Blackburn on Twitter, part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. It is weekends with Swypa here. We missed last week. Schedules got mixed up, just very, very busy. Uh, But we are excited to be back for you on a day like today as the Denver Nuggets last night played the NBA game of the season. Handing the Boston Celtics their first L at home this year, a big, big win for the Nuggets, a big win for the NBA because, like, this was a this was a good one. Uh, I'm joined by my guy Swipe. How you doing, my dude?
1: I'm always living, bro. <clears throat> you know, I just I enjoy <clears throat> understanding hoops and being right about a lot of different things. And I think uh, it was a good, hard-fought game between two elite teams. And I felt even stronger
0: about my Miami Heat prediction. Uh, it's true. It's so great. It's so true. I'm so, I'm so ready for that to happen, man. It's going to be so fucking funny. You're going to be
1: so shocked. Like, how are they able to do this again? Look at the on-court talent. They got nothing to do with nothing. nothing, Dude, to do with nothing.
0: Jaime Jaquez is going to post up Derek White into oblivion. It's going to be hilarious.
1: Or Jimmy Butler. Or, and, you know, we got to talk about this when we get to the Jamal Murray segment. There was a particular person, Jamal Murray, was twitch hunting yesterday. It wasn't Drew Holiday, it wasn't Jalen Brown, and it wasn't Derrick White. Yeah.
0: Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting to see that Denver had the two best players in the game. And again? It was, again. It's not really close. Not I mean, really they, did, close they in this 80 season. last
1: year, too, and people are like, well, that's just a fluke. You know, look at the 82-game So, look well,
0: at 82 games, hey, dude, and you got to prove it against the Spurs, man. Like, it's... You just, you just got to hand it to uh, the the folks that prove it against the Spurs in October. Like, it's just, it's the most important thing I think a player can do. So really, really important. Um, But Denver, I think I I titled this a reminder game. And I also titled it a finals preview. Uh, I know that you have a different take, obviously. And I know that you have a a belief or a non-belief in the Celtics as a whole.
1: Oh no, no, it's not yeah. believe. You're an empirical data specialist as well am I. Yeah. What does the empirical data tell you? Data stretching games in a playoff setting. You're we'll talk about that when we get to the the game.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate it. It's uh it is good to see. It's been it's been fun to to have this uh, this sort of back and forth, but I titled this a jokic Murray reminder game first and foremost, and I think everybody understands why. Everybody understands that. Hey, Tuesday rolls around. You play the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. I personally think that Embiid outplayed Jokic, and that Maxi outplayed Murray, and both of those stories were part of the reason why Denver lost. And it wasn't this massive outplaying or anything, but it was the the on the margins, very small margins, and these margins matter when you're playing against really, really good teams.
1: Uh, I love how Ryan thinks about basketball, y'all. <laughs> yeah, you make. You make 14 jump shots in a regular season game. Yeah, you get outplayed. Good job. You know, great job. But 20, a 25 and 20, hitting 11 offensive rebounds getting to the basket. And then, you know, all that stuff is really replicable. But we're wondering why somebody's not shooting 50% from mid range, from the nail and into the left wing in the playoff setting, because that's what he does in the regular season. But surely this will be the year where he can shoot above 40% from there. Hopefully, right? Bro, I I agree with
0: you. Like, that shit's drying up in the playoffs. There ain't no way that it well, is bro, sticking it. Six, like,
1: six jumpers in the first quarter, bro. I was yeah. like, all right, bro. Like, this I know. like look. A center. But, right, I'm telling you, Kevin Garnett didn't take that volume. Dirk didn't take that volume. But Dirk maintained it in the playoffs. And it went up. That's why you love Dirk. Oh, that's why you had Dirk ahead of somebody in the – uh, top your top twenty rankings. Yeah, that's remember that's exactly right. You could have made his jumpers in the playoffs.
0: He was pretty good. He was, he was a pretty good jump shooter in the playoffs. So that's uh, that's pretty important. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's. Uh, it's like, I don't I don't even know if the the general audience knows about that yet. But uh, no, they don't. They they don't. Um, no, so we've we've got a nice reminder game here between Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray. They combined for sixty nine nice points against the Boston Celtics, and like. Yeah, this was the, the I, I did a podcast about this yesterday. I, I previewed this game. The Celtics have the fourth best home defense on cleaning the glass. They have personnel that should match up pretty well with guarding a guy like Jamal Murray. They have personnel that should go into forcing Jokic into mistakes and like when they send doubles and they've got length and athleticism and smart defense and things like that. They're playing at home where they're undefeated. This was not a circumstance where Denver should have won even though they had a couple of days off even though like they're an elite team the celtics are by far like they have the best numbers in the regular season as a team and it just does not matter when jokic and murray turn it up like it doesn't matter nobody that can stand in front of them is going to survive like everybody will perish in the face of the jokic and murray duo and i think that we saw another example of that yesterday
1: look i think that there's a mysticism. We have this thing in basketball where, like, raw data or even advanced numbers, you know, people have – they scale up their volume. But this is the thing. This is the same uh, Ryan Blackburn. Ryan Chartburn is better known the wrong.
0: Chartburn, um, baby. Um,
1: people have this thing about scaling volume, and that, like, determines your all NBA all-star credibility because you scale volume and you do it pretty efficiently. And so that's why Shea averaging 30 on 55, you know, from the field. That's great. It's amazing. Yeah. But typically, the playoffs, it regresses. The difference with Jamal is that Jamal's volume and execution and efficiency go up. He's like the opposite of everyone because he is scaling to a point where he's just kind of navigating the NBA season. But then once the playoffs start, he is sharper, he's better, and he's in more in shape. And then now like the cost to opportunity, it's all there because there's just not the cost opportunity on a Tuesday versus the Detroit Pistons. Well, at least for some people, for Jamal. But when you get to that opportunity in the playoff, I think for Jamal, man, yesterday was a testament to, I need to scale up my opportunity and my volume because this is the requirement for us to get what done done what needs to get done. And the, the thing that Jamal has against him that apparently nobody else in the league has, that is a number two for a number one, well, it's only because Jokic is on the court that he's that good. They even put the graphic up on ESPN yesterday. like He shot 39% when Joker wasn't in the game and 49% when Joker was in the game, I said, how many minutes did they play without each other? Number one, number two. Yeah. He's being spaced by Aaron Gordon, Jeff green and Bruce Brown in those runs as well. I'm sure that's going to affect his percentages a little bit, but on the end of this yesterday, you know what he did? Drew holiday, Derek White, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. I've heard nobody, nobody is better suited for Jamal Murray than that tandem. So what did he do? He said, cool. Well, I'm going to get you in action because you're terrible at trailing screens. I'm going to navigate this pick and roll and get downhill and dunk on Christoph Porzingis because you're so worried about KCP. Because now a floor is spaced out. I'm going to get an one. And then Derek White, (laughs) (laughs) turn over the shoulder. (laughs) Turn over the shoulder. Jason Tatum, he gets him on an island. What does he do? He works him down into the paint. Then he gets Jason Tatum to slow with a slight hesitation gets to the rim, finish underhand with his left hand.
0: It's a or sick finish.
1: gets the ball in transition, goes underneath the basket around Jalen Brown, and goes up for the lay. And then he gets Jason Tatum on him in the fourth quarter, and he hits a turnaround jumper over. Him. This is the thing about Maul. It's not about you. That's that's the thing. It's not about the defender. It's about Jamal. If Jamal knows that the best is required it's over and that's what happened yesterday
0: that's what happens and it happens over and over and over again and i don't understand why so many people need this reminder with him did, like
1: oh did you hear eddie house at all yesterday no so eddie house from the, uh, uh, the nbc sports broadcast he said before the game apparently said because uh it seems like uh white kobe everybody knows who white kobe is bryce calabrini yeah um,
0: yeah yeah, yeah
1: of course. he you know he said uh he said that Jamal Murray was a superstar or whatever, and Eddie House was like, no, he ain't no superstar. He doesn't bring it every night. You know, he's a star. I don't think Jamal Murray is a superstar. You know, I only have, like, seven. And Lucas right. just got in. Tatum ain't in there, and me ain't in there for me. Because you got to be a proven number one carrier through a championship set. I don't think there's seven of those guys. And the thing was, bro, is that Eddie House said that this game is what gave him his respect for Jamal. And then Brian Calabrini, not the finals? Not the, not the Western Conference finals? He said, no, no, no. He's like, no, this game, this is the one I was looking at. I'm like, cool. that's crazy. So Jamal averaged 27 points a game, six assists, five rebounds, 39% from three, barely missed 40, and shot 93% from the free throw line in the playoffs. And I think for people, Ryan, they're just so hung up on, but he doesn't do it in the regular season. Therefore, how could I have him ranked as an all-star guard if Darren Fox has better numbers, if John ja Morant, while he played, had better numbers, Anthony Edwards, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Shea Gilgit-Alexander, they all have better regular season numbers. So Ryan, how could I put him above those guys? Because they just don't understand. That's just not the way Murray – and the Nuggets ask Murray to scale.
0: They do. And I think if, if the Nuggets had their way – they would want them to be great all the time. Like Mm -hmm. like to the point where, Hey, you can be exactly the same that you are in the regular season that you are in the playoffs. They would prefer that. Of course, of course, everybody would like, you want everybody to be at the highest possible level for the highest length of time possible. The thing is, is that he's like cousins with Jimmy Butler, basically where Butler continues to bring his best in a playoff environment. He saves it up a little bit. Doesn't necessarily go all out in the regular season. He's resting. He's, nursing injuries, minor things, just making sure that he's amping up for February, March, April, May. And that's great. That works for Jimmy. And he is probably going to get into the Hall of Fame as a result of that, like Jimmy Butler might. uh, And he would deserve it. Murray's not going to make the all-star game this year. Like, I I think that's pretty clear based off of the competition, based off of the numbers, based off of what everybody else's like empirical data chart burn, like is going to bring up here but he is averaging career highs in a variety of numbers in the regular season. Like he has brought it more than he ever has before Mm -hmm. in a regular season context. It's just that everybody's expectations are so high based off of the numbers that are going on around the league right now that people don't care about the playoffs as much. Right. They want, what, what do you, what are you doing for me lately? What are you doing for me right now? There are too many guards in the all-star game conversation right now in the Western conference, Luca's getting in, Steph's getting in, Shay's getting in, Ant's getting in. Booker's probably getting in and he his is. numbers are better than Murray's. Fox is getting in. I'm not sure if Fox's numbers are better than Murray's, but I think they that are,
1: they're think, in, in the average of like 30. Uh...
0: You are like, you're right. But what Murray does from a playmaking and defensive standpoint, Fox just doesn't do. Uh, and, that's to me, I, I was surprised about that. Now Fox's numbers have, have gone down a little bit and they're also not on a team where like, I mean, Sabonis oh, is probably going to get. Yeah.
1: Pew, pew, pew.
0: Yeah. Not, not great. Not great. Um, Harden might get in. Kyrie might get in. Ja might get in next year. It's competitive as hell to mm-hmm. be in the Western conference. If only you could be be in the East. Must be so nice to be a fucking Eastern Conference guard, man. Like, how cool would that be? It would be so nice for all of these guys. And all these guys have migrated from the East to the West. So, like, I, I understand it. Like, Harden, Kyrie, like, that has made it more difficult. Right. But damn if I don't give a flying shit about any of those other guys when the game matters most. I'm going to take the two guys that Denver has. I'm going to take Jokic. I'm going to take Murray. And I do not care about the rest. I don't care about the field. Nobody else should give a damn about the field when it comes to the Denver Nuggets and it comes to their chances to be NBA champions again. Yeah, they've got some weaknesses. Yeah, they've got some issues. There are some things that they can figure out. But damn, if I'm going to bet on anybody else other than those two guys, Jokic and Murray, because they bring it when it matters and they care about it most.
1: You know what's funny? Is I said this unlocked on Lockdown just like literally 30 minutes ago. Joker had two possessions yesterday that showed me, hmm, I think that's what people are missing about why the Nuggets are so good in clutch defense. Because even Brian Scalabrini yesterday, you know, he was saying, I don't understand this. The Nuggets are a decent bat- defensive team, but you should be able to get what you want, late game execution and stuff. I said, Well, the thing is, is that they don't have a liability. Now, Jamal is a guard, he's six foot four. So people are saying that, well, you know, you can just put him in the post. I said, yeah. Well, you know who else you put in the post? John ja Morant, Steph, Devin, because those are, they're guards. The thing is, Jamal is big guard, but who else are you going to target? Porter? You're going to put him in the post? You saw KP do that yesterday and <laughs> didn't do nothing. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think for the – and you saw KCP in the post yesterday.
0: Oh, my God. that dude not rude. Killing them. Killing them. <laughs> right. Awful. Oh, and by the way, right. like there, there was a, there was some conversation. Natalie Esquire, who I I I adore, she's on the alley-oop with me as the mm-hmm. Golden State Warriors correspondent. She was talking yesterday about, hey man, it would be be nice if Jalen like, he could just take down Murray uh, into the post every single time. Jalen was six of nineteen. He was right. six of nineteen from the field because it is not actually that efficient to go at Jamal every single time. Like mm-hmm. it's just not. And Denver does a good job of helping the helper. They make sure that everybody's in position. And Murray and Jokic, like you you saw Jokic's defense yesterday. They turn it up. They know when it matters. They care. Like they well, will. Then,
1: and then the numbers bear it out. They scored 39 points in this in the second half. 39
0: 30, 39 for one of the best offenses in basketball.
1: The number one offense in regular season basketball. Yeah,
0: so, better not be any more.
1: <laughs> but here's the thing is – Jokic, remember, so they, you know, Kristoff's hitting these pop shots. So I remember before the game, a lot of people are like, well, how are they going to defend the five out? I think that's a weakness for them. I said, yeah, I think it's for any big that plays drop or hedge. That's just the way it works. Like, yeah, so what any, happened? Any big, like, yeah. And and again, Kristoff made shots. He made, he had 15 points in the first quarter, had six the rest of the game. And he w- he made one more shot and missed the rest of his shots the rest of the game. Here's the other thing, Ryan, is that, when they put Jokic on the Drew Holiday, just like they do when they put Jokic on Herb Jones or whatever else it might be, or Bando, just to change up your pick-and-roll variation, yeah. they put Tatum in the post next to KCP. So Jokic, when he, again, this is when Jokic is like, he's asked to give an A-level effort. Jokic was stunning, 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 stunning. Ha, hands, 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 hands. <laughs> And then they gave the ball to Drew Holiday, and Drew tried to take him off the dribble. Ha, body, body, body and didn't let him get past 24-shot second-clock violation. Insane. (laughs) But then in the fourth quarter, remember, after Tatum got the ball on the jump ball, which it should have been a free throw for the Duggets because it was a clear lane violation. Yeah. He gets the ball, timeout, they get the ball in, and then Kristoff gets the ball. He tries to get past Joker. Nothing. Gets denied. He Mm. comes back up. Drew Holiday gets the ball. Tries to get past Joker. Gets denied. Mm -mm. And then Joe Mazzula calls a timeout, and then you get – JT on KCP, and they didn't even hit the rim. So this is what I mean. The thing about people don't understand about the Nuggets is you're not getting easy looks versus them in the clutch when their dudes are on the court. This isn't Brent Forbes. This isn't Austin Rivers. This isn't Monte Morris. This is a different era. And now Jokic has helped defenders around him. So if you do try to scheme, then he's going to stay with you. And so Jokic had two possessions yesterday that was like, If he can get any shot he wants, Brian, he was 12. Let me me make sure. From two-point range yesterday, Joker was – let me check my stats that I compiled last Um, night. Joker was 12 of 18 from two. 12 of 18, yeah. Versus the Boston Celtics defense. Oh,
0: Al Horford, big man stopper in the Eastern Conference, nothing. Kristoff, nothing. And by the way, like, you're getting fouled on a lot lot. of those misses. (laughs) He's getting knocked to the floor on a lot of those misses. He's mad. He's complaining. He's like, how do you not call it? But did he let it control his game? Did he let it control his mind? No, he just like, like a playoff game, like a game that matters. He just put his ass back on defense and did everything that he could to get the win. Like, that's just how they work. That's just how this team does it. And it doesn't matter the circumstances. It doesn't matter what's working against them or anything like that. This team grinds you to dust mm. on both ends of the floor and it's crazy that they've got the competitors that they've got the athletes and they've got the minds to be able to do that and the celtics they just couldn't handle it
1: yeah and again i've you know it's, it's at this point it's like a talking point i know a lot of people don't like because their clutch team's been really good in a regular season so far And so people are like well they've still been really good in the clutch this year this is just a variation i'm telling i'm telling y'all okay i know people don't get this If you're playing physical basketball for the entire game for 46 minutes and you get in the last two minutes versus the Nuggets or versus the Miami Heat, good luck. That's what I mean. Good luck. Because now the Nuggets know where they can get their shot off. And this is the thing Joker killing in mid range yesterday. But you know what he didn't do? He didn't allow that to keep him there. He got to the basket, he got to the rim, and he finished.
0: Jamal Murray created for others too.
1: Jamal Murray was 12 of 14 from two, Ryan. It's disgusting <laughs> 12 of 14 from two. They have all the POA defenders, but the Nuggets, you don't. And I keep, I've been trying to tell people this for a long time. You don't beat the Nuggets with defense, you beat them with offense because the games they lost in the playoff run last year, Ryan, they had a great breakout game from Ant and the Timberwolves. You had a blazing hot Devin Booker and KD for two games, and then you had the Heat shooting 49% from three. 49 and they lost by three points. You're not beating them with defense. So just, you better make your shots. But the thing is, the Celtics, bro, if you're just going to shoot around the perimeter, 44 three pointers, cool. Go ahead. All
0: it's right. Then they just, they cooled off. Like, because keeping up with an intense physical game like that, it's really hard to maintain that shooting. It just is. And remember
1: that that five offensive rebound possession they have and it took all threes every single possession.
0: <laughs> Dude, I was so worried for Denver. That was a that was a uh reprisal of last year where DeAndre Jordan was on the floor yeah, for that I one remember. possession. That was uh that was a sketchy one, but hey, I mean, they got it done and it's very exciting to be in this position for Denver. How much of this game do you think like is a referendum on the rest of the league for where Denver's at. Like it, it, to me, this feels like a nice little reminder game for the nuggets that the, the title still does go through Denver and you better come up with an answer.
1: Yeah. I don't think it's a referendum, man. I think people are just, here's the thing. People are, are have this narrative. Joker is really, really good. He's the best in the world, but he also has some more help than anybody else. Okay. Well, Jamal Murray not an all-star level player though, but it's not just Jamal. It's Porter, A.G. That's what makes it all work. Porter had 13 points yesterday. He played great, by the way. He also played great. A.G., I mean, I'm saying second half, especially. Yeah, he was second playing. half he was better. Offensive though, rebound, shooting. In the first quarter, he had five points. But he just – they stopped giving it a ball from there. Second half, defense was good. Rebounding was good. All that stuff. But Porter, A.G., they scored exactly 15 points with them. Murray. People either, they downplay how good Joker is or they downplay how good Jamal Murray is because for them, it's hard. It's harder for them to come to grips with the fact that they just have a culture and they just have a player that is just that much more unsolvable. And again, everybody's pointing to like, well, you know, what about this from MB? What about this from SGA and all that? Like, I get it. Regular season is fine. But you're not getting on the court with 15 if people are healthy, and you're just not you're not you're not figuring that out. Because the Celtics, they tried, they they literally tried multiple looks versus Joker. So I don't yeah. think it's a problem on the league. I think this is just a testament to the Nuggets just have the best. They just they understand what it takes more than anybody else.
0: Certainly do. It's very clear to me. Like this is a like this feels like a reprisal of last year in a lot of ways. It The only difference is that Denver's not surprising anybody right. with what they're doing because they've already done it. So now teams are still going to try to load up. They're still going to try to figure it out. They're going to try to throw several bodies at these guys and hope that the other guys don't beat them, but we'll see whether they actually can. Right. us uh, take a break. When we come back, we're going to chat a, r- a couple of wrap up thoughts on this game for the rest of the role players and uh, then talk about the rest of the road trip and just where things currently stand for Denver. But first, everybody, this podcast, as you know, it's brought to you by our good friends over at Superbook Sports. You can change the game this year and win some money with Superbook, the most trusted name in sports gambling with a direct line to Vegas. And now you can use that promo code mile high and you score up to 250 bucks with their first bet bonus. Win or lose, Superbook will match your first bet up to 250 with promo code mile high. Download the Superbook Sports app, enter that promo code, and you'll get 250 bucks, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. We'll be right back on weekends with up. And we're back. Pickaxe and Roll. Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. This weekend's with Swypa. Uh, We are very excited to be coming to you on this Saturday because this is, like, this is just one of those moments throughout the regular season that you're going to remember. And not every moment stands out. Not every moment is perfect. Not every moment is one that you're going to think back on as a, as a championship caliber moment. This one was. This one was for me. This one was for the Nuggets. And I think a lot of Nuggets fans needed kind of a, a refresher after what was a disappointing performance in Philly. Uh, but this one, I think, erased all of that. And or maybe maybe not all, but like 99% of it for sure. Um, let's talk about the role players. Let's talk about Porter, Gordon, KCP first here. Uh, you had a combined 20 points from the trio, not necessarily the most efficient performance. Porter still shot five of nine, but only one of four from three and actually led the team. Or Actually, no. Uh, Reggie Jackson led the team in plus minus off the bench Uh, Porter. I was pretty disappointed at times with the way that he approached the first half. I thought that he wasn't ready on some of the catches. I thought like there was a pass that Murray hit under to him where uh, it just kind of went through his hands and then he turned it over and it led to a fast break point the other way. Um, But then Porter sort of changed his mentality and grabbed every offensive rebound that he could in the second half, and that yeah. really helped give Denver the margin that they needed.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, some of this, Ryan, is I think yesterday I said this going into the game, which is why I picked the Celtics because I just think the Nuggets don't play in Boston. Yeah, they don't. They never see them. They have no. They just don't have any familiarity with them, but Ryan. This is what I'm saying. This is and this is something that people don't realize about Denver. You might get Denver early but you're not going to get them late. The Nuggets have seen this Boston team with this, the healthy Nuggets, three times now. Yeah. Three. They saw him in November 22, got dog walked. Yeah. Porter had a bad game. Jamal had a bad game. Yes, the same. only person that showed up was Joker. This is yeah. when the Nuggets had like the 29th ranked defense in the NBA. Me and you were looking at each other. They got KCP. They got Bruce Brown. Where's the defense? Yeah. They got Christian Brown. Where's the defense? Malone. Ryan Saunders, why did y'all hire him? Your defensive <laughs> team sucks. But then January first comes, they beat the they beat him Uh Jokic is 30, 12, and twelve, and like a ninety four percent true shooting in that game.
0: Yeah,
1: Bruce sick. Brown starts because Murray doesn't play. Porter though, yeah. <laughs> like going off at home. Then you get Boston again in Boston, and they get they see him again in March, I believe. Here is the thing about the Nuggets: if they play you enough. Then they get comfortable. You get uncomfortable. They get real comfortable. That's the other thing about Philly. They don't see Philly a lot, and they only see them when they're in Philly. But again, when they start seeing them beat more, all like throughout the season or in the playoff, they start seeing the Celtics more throughout the season, over multiple seasons. You have to track the way the Nuggets play you. They used to do this for the Pelicans. The Pelicans used to get them. Then they started seeing Zion in them and BI in them more. So here's what I saw yesterday I saw the Nuggets in the first half. They were almost like trying to get a grip on what they're doing and how to defend it. And Jokic was the saw. Jokic had that first quarter, 15 points, uh, four rebounds, and three assists. Right. Murray just, just hunting in the second quarter. And yeah. then you were like, all right, cool. It's a six-point game at half. And then third quarter comes around. They get back in the game, and then it gets to 12. But eventually, the Nuggets, you're like, oh, wait. That's what y'all want to do? Y'all just want to like. Hunt the best three-point opportunity possible. Okay, we'll get there and we'll close out. We'll bet you we'll bet you that we make more than you down the stretch. Oh, and then what happens? All of a sudden the Celtics are missing. All of a sudden the nuggets are getting real comfortable. Murray's doing whatever he wants. Jokic just taking advantage of everybody. Porter. Porter gets the ball on the right wing. Oh, y'all gonna give me a lane
0: run? (laughs) And one (laughs) put her her right on Porzingis' head. It was awesome. That was great.
1: and then now, now because now Jamal, the non-all-star Jamal Murray, by the way, the non-all-star Jamal Murray.
0: Not, not he, good enough. Yeah,
1: He's literally snaking their defense in the zone, gets to dunk. You know what they do the next possession? Can Murray have three straight-court scoring possessions? They start hard-trapping him at half-court. So people are like, for the non-all-star, Heck. they're overplaying their defense, right? Yeah. They're doing things they don't do because they can't stop this non-all-star guard. So he gets the ball to A.G. What does A.G. do? A.G. see it? Okay, cut, dive passed out the KCP. KCP's yeah. like shooting like 44% from the right corner this year. Set, hot mark release. Suck. Nuggets up to Joe Mazzulla timeout. This is how the Nuggets play. They went on a 7-0 run after that, but then the Nuggets keep doing this like you this is the Celtics. The Celtics go hoop, hoop, hoop. They make these big moves and then they they scale back. The Nuggets are just like this. Yep. They play every possession the same. So this is what I mean, man. I think Porter, A.G., and yo, Peyton freaking Watson. Let me ask you this, Ryan. (laughs) I personally think that Peyton Watson has passed Christian Brown on this team in terms of how much they trust him, his importance to the team, and his minutes in big games. Would you say that at this point, Peyton just offers them more, more consistently even now? Even, even you know, Christian's shooting 38% from three, so he's shooting better. But I think Peyton offers them and what this team needs more right now than Christian does, and we're 42 games into the year.
0: So a couple of different ways I could go with this, and I'm going to choose to go the more positive way, which is talking about Peyton more. Um, Peyton Watson has been sensational this season. Like, this is not something I expected. This is not something anybody could have expected. Anybody? <laughs> but, yeah. No, 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 no. No, this is... very talking. clear, Ryan. This is a different level. This is this is something that... I I don't think you saw him closing games. I don't think you saw him, like, being a, a legit seventh man at this stage of his career. Somebody... Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a good mug. That's a good mug. Uh, no, I mean, he... I didn't expect it. Let me let me just put it right there. I thought he had the talent to do this. There's no question about the talent. That wasn't that wasn't like the, the reason why he was drafted was because of the talent. But him being as raw as he was, only playing like 180 minutes last year, there's just a certain amount of time and a certain amount of reps that you have to incur in order to be this level, in order to be ready to play for a championship team. And Peyton Watson's development has rapidly exceeded that. Right. Just, just so fast. And like, there, there are certain levels to this where at first 15 games of the season, he was like, he was good, but he was still right. tentative. He was still trying to figure out what he was doing. Next 10 games, you start to figure it out with the defensive matchups, and that was when he was going on KD, when he was going on Fox, when he was going on all these guys, and just shutting a lot of them down. It was really, really impressive. But it's just the ability. To put it all together and to put it together in moments that matter and to hit shots in moments that matter. Like it was really, really impressive. Now, do I I don't want to overstate this because he was four of eleven, he was one of six from three, he made one important three pointer, but he also had a couple important cuts and was found by Jokic for dunks because he was in the right spot. He had a couple nice blocks, including a chase down on I, I think it was Jalen Brown. Like really a
1: Peyton Watson three pointer.
0: Yeah, really, really, actually, yeah, hey, great sequence. And and a teachable sequence for sure. That, hey, you you hustle on both ends and the team will find you. Um, I think that he is going to close some games in the playoffs for the Nuggets. Which is insane. That is an insane thing to say. And Not at the four, though. Probably not at the four. I actually think you're right about this. I was wrong.
1: Oh, Oh, Brian Blackburn admits it. Finally, after years of tedious friendship,
0: <sighs> it didn't feel good. <laughs> I'm trying to it's this thing called self growth and and uh, and learning and understanding. Uh, <laughs> no, it was, I, I think you're right about the way that they're going to have to use him. It feels like he can be a two or a three for them, and. Be that big wing in those circumstances that you need him to be. Now, he can't shoot one of six from three. He's going to have to shoot better from that in a playoff environment. That's going to have to happen because...
1: I said yesterday that I think, and today, I think this was like the first real grow-up game from Peyton because he's never Mm. been in this spot before. Do you feel like that's my... Could be what it was yesterday.
0: Of course. Yeah. No, it's it's on the road against a team that's undefeated at home. Like <laughs> fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, this is why I was like, hey, we're gonna need to take some time here. Uh, but he can work through that, and yeah. the Nuggets can work through that. And I think we should probably transition. We have to do we do have to talk about Christian. Christian's gotta get better. Like, he has to step up. This is one of those environments like he played five minutes and was unplayable in the game last night. Like This should be a matchup where he flourishes, where he's he's able to switch. It's fine. It's fine. You don't need him him to be Bruce, but you need him to be Christian Brown, and you need him to be aggressive, and you need him to be hunting those matchups. There's nothing he
1: can go to offensively other than spot-up shooting. He doesn't have –
0: I don't even care about – This is just his
1: development. I'm not saying like this is an indictment. I just think this is where he is in his development.
0: I don't care about the offense as much. And I don't think Malone did either. The reason why Christian got benched, he only played one minute, exactly one in the second quarter was because he was not ready to guard. He was not ready for the game plan. And that is something that we've never been able to say about Christian before, because he has always been ready for the game plan. He's always like, that's one of his skills was that he was so ready to step in and fill the job that was needed. Now, I'm a little bit skeptical and like, he's got to, he's got to work his way back. He's got to prove some things. And I think he's going to have time to do it, but he has not been ready to go defensively. And that's just not acceptable.
1: Well, I will say to be fair to Christian, I do think that when you're this young and you're in the second year, slumps don't last like a couple of weeks, like slumps are mental because you're overthinking. Like he's overthinking defensively. He got put on the post yesterday and I'm like, I saw you guard Kevin Durant in the playoffs in the post. I saw right. you guard Devin Booker And come on, bro. Tatum and Brown. There's no way, Christian. Could he, he, it was like an and one, yeah. I believe, too, that he gave up as well. It's just like just, just 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 Christian. You're you're just he's it's it's like it's moving a little too fast. But the, but the thing is, I'm not worried. We saw him in the NBA finals do this. He played Jimmy Butler in them. Like he's he knows how to do it and he knows where to go. But here's the I I just truly think, man. What Bruce Brown? The thing that people most miss about that, he's seen everything, and because he's seen everything defensively, he just doesn't get rattled. And like he's not overplaying. Like Kristoff yesterday, you know, I saw, uh, you know, I saw some people uh, talking in the game yesterday uh, after they were like, you know, I would like to see Kristoff more on Joker uh, on NBA TV. I want to see Kristoff instead of Horford on Joker more, like Sam Mitchell and them. I'm like, okay. We saw this in the first quarter. He doesn't have any leverage. Like, Joker multiple times made him tip over because since he's so small, he has to lean his upper body in him to to get positioning. And as soon as Joker feels that, oh, spin baseline, you're cooked. Yeah, And And I I think for for Bruce, Bruce is so smart, he never gets out leverage. Christian, happened all the time this year. All the time.
0: Yeah, and like, for whatever reason, I think he's playing with a less – physical brand of defense than he did last year. He was getting into guys. He was get like, he was being physical. He wasn't like Bruce, but he was still a little bit more physical. This It feels like he's sagging off on guys a lot. He wasn't stepping up to the task. And like, look, I believe in him getting better. This is not me. This is not a referendum for me saying this can't happen. But what I'm saying is that it's not good enough now. And like, there's a reason why Denver basically went to a seven man rotation yesterday And it's because Christian wasn't ready to help. He just wasn't.
1: Yeah. And I think if anything, like I said, as somebody who has been right on Peyton Watson since the start, apparently Ryan not one to acknowledge that, but whatever. I um, I
0: certainly just did.
1: (laughs) I think that Peyton, I just don't think he's afraid of anything. Peyton doesn't know what he doesn't know yesterday. Great opportunity. He's like rushing some three point shots. He's like collapsing the defense. No. Okay. Well, there's somebody already there though. Peyton, like you, you got to be able to understand, like, there's sometimes you just need to shoot. Sometimes you need to go away from the rim because it's just too congested to get in their DHO accent something. But I do think that Peyton is just at this point. That that weak side block he had on Jalen Brown when Jalen Brown beat Jamal Murray, he hunts. He hunt. He just has this tiny yeah. bro. I don't know what was a better block, that or the Aaron
0: Gordon block. Oh, on, it was uh, the Jay Aaron Brown. Gordon block, by it the way. I'm, I'm just saying it was the Aaron Gordon block. Send off was... the backboard. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the yeah,
1: so this is what I mean. The Nuggets have really physical big players on the wing. And I do think that Christian Brown will get it again. I think he'll be fine the intensity will ramp up. The job will simplify in the playoffs. But regular season setting, he's not Bruce. He doesn't have the skill set of Bruce. Everybody misses Bruce. Bruce is right now. Uh, It looks like Bruce Brown is going to be a Laker or a Nick. Let's all hope for the Knicks. Let's hope for them. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I just don't want to see him in in purple and gold for many reasons. Um, But I do think, man, that that it's just going to take Christian some time uh, to get fully acclimated with the responsibility of what he's being asked to do because it's just everything's accelerated. And yesterday was such a great opportunity because you're playing versus the supposed best team in the NBA in the regular season. Yeah. And it requires greatness. Peyton was able to get it in spots. Porter, and this is, this is the other thing that really solidified it. Like, Porter was great defensively in the fourth quarter. He was great. So was A.G. Yeah. Now, they play team-connected defense, but I'm saying, like, Porter's like, cool. A.G., cool. Take your step back. That's cool with us. We're used to – we're in the West. We're used to Braun, Durant, and and Ant- them. They're stringing, they're running towards the rim. Like, give me – so if you want to do a step back, side, step three, make my job easier. <laughs> that's a 32% shot. Yeah. Hey, goodness.
0: I I I will say, I think that Porter had several moments where he probably needed to contest a little bit better on the perimeter. I'm not going to just, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh yeah, he was perfectly fine with those open three pointers. Like that's, that's, there's a little bit of a difference, but I do think, look, Denver knows what they know. They they know how to win, and winning involves protecting the rim, making shots hard, and if you're going to take a step back, that's fine. Like I do understand that. So, but I mean, he, he will he will turn it up as well, and he's, he's oh,
1: also, Ryan. Can we can we please quell for the casual people or some of the sports commentators out there, or even uh, Richard Jefferson, who I love, not a not a casual at all. You know, watching the show. I'm saying this take. Yeah. Like the Nuggets, you just need to attack the rim on them. They're, you know, they have Jokic in the middle, this and that. Do you know the Nuggets have the six best rim defense defense in the league? They're right behind the Minnesota Timberwolves. Like, you're not getting to the rim on the Nuggets and finishing at a high level. There's just, That's a myth. Like, I don't know where this is coming from, that, like, you're just getting to the rim. And Joker, also amongst bigs, has one of the best point differentials from when you attack him at the rim of starting level high-volume bigs in the league. Yeah. So Joker doesn't do this thing of grabbing a ball and sitting into the ground super well, but that's the point. When you get there, you're going to see hands everywhere. And I think that's a part of why Taylor missed that layup. Remember that, that one on four layup? KCP yep. got hands in. Joker's got hands in.
0: Uh, <laughs> Rim protection is not just at the top. It's right. at the bottom too. And like you, you have great feet, great hands. Great understanding of angles. Right. And that's I think that's very important. Like Denver, as you mentioned, sixth best rim defense on cleaning the glass here. Uh, the top five, OKC, Cleveland, Memphis, Boston, Minnesota. So like all your rim protection teams, <laughs> like all your teams with with these elite right. rim protectors. And then there's Jokic. It's pretty impressive. Scale of one to ten, how confident are you now that the Nuggets are going to be back in the NBA Finals? I was a ten in June, a ten in July, a
1: ten in August, ten in September, and I'm a ten now. Just, just if they're healthy, I just believe in their process more than anyone else's. superior Point blank.
0: I'm going to go eight point five. Okay. Well, who's it? Who? Because, like, look, it is the more. Carpers? It is more likely than they that they are than they aren't. In my opinion. I still think that Denver is clearly the favorite in the West because they have these answers for all of these teams. I do think that Minnesota oh, has a gosh. great defensive formula against them. It, it's different than Boston's uh, because they have more length and they have more athleticism. Um, and I do think
1: that's right. Do the Minnesota Timberwolves win more than one game in that series?
0: Yeah, I think they win at least two. Yeah. You think, two. So? Yeah, I you do think do. so? Okay. We can take that bet. But yeah. We'll, we'll do a steak dinner bet. That sounds pretty good.
1: I, I really I think, like – I them. don't think they're even – they're not even top three for me, like with the hardest matchups of be for the Knights.
0: I enjoy ribeye stakes. I just want to put that out there. Ribeye um, stakes? <laughs> ribeye stakes.
1: They'll win more than – win more than one game?
0: Yeah, I think I think it would be a six-game series.
1: So who, so who do you think pushes the Nuggets second?
0: Um, At this point, it might be the Clippers. Like the Clippers are – At
1: this point, it's going to be the Clippers. Sir, where have you been?
0: I, I don't know, like they, they, you need, you need more than just a quarter of the season in order to establish stuff. And like the Clippers have been great over the course of this well, last I hear how Ryan
1: speaks stuff. about Kawhi Leonard. It's crazy. He, but but he's telling you the Minnesota offense with just Anthony Edwards and his mid-level pull-up shooting, is going to somehow <laughs> beat the nuggets and pick and roll and they're, all this other stuff. And but but the Clippers though, with three pull-up shooters and also isolation shooters and also a very connected even and a top ten half court defense, though. Ugh.
0: Yeah, I just think that Denver's gonna have a way easier time breaking down a Clippers defense than they are a Minnesota defense. That's just my belief. And like maybe maybe the offensive gap means that much. Maybe it does. Um, but I also think that Denver would probably not have home court advantage in a Minnesota series than they would against the Clippers. Do um,
1: you think they? Do you think that they, the Nuggets, care about home court at
0: this point? I mean, to care, to like
1: push 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 for it. I
0: don't think they're. Go- I, I don't think they're going to go hard for a one seed. I think right. that they would rather have a top two seed, and do they'd you think rather Minnesota have
1: gets out of the first the first round.
0: Do I think Minnesota gets out of it?
1: Like, do you, if you had to say who who do you think more most likely would they would see in the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference
0: finals? Um. Ooh. It's probably the Clippers because I think the Clippers match up. Like, so let's let's just say it's one, two, three, four, and Denver faces OKC in the second round. I think it's probably the Clippers that they face because I think the Clippers would beat the T Wolves.
1: Yeah, I don't even think Minnesota and Denver would see each other, honestly. So I'm not even, I haven't even, I think Minnesota, we've seen them in two, three playoffs. Yeah. It's just Ant got there. Three. The, the Memphis one.
0: Oh, um, two. So two. So, two. so Memphis.
1: The Memphis series and then the uh, the Nuggets series. Yeah, um, I think they offer a lot of different things, man. But I I, I told you as soon as the Clippers got Harden, I just think I just think they might be the second best team in the West all all the way around.
0: I think I mean you you might be right. Like I, yeah. I don't want to sit here and say that like they they can't be that. But uh, I do think that Denver like if it's going to be like let's say they face Phoenix in the first round, like that's a tough series. <laughs> I, I know that Denver will score on them. But Phoenix will score on Denver too. Like they just will. And that's gonna be that's gonna be a pretty intense oh, first use round. Use pick and roll. And then Denver faces OKC. And that'll be like putting Chet in a body bag for Jokic. Like that's that's just how that's going to go. A
1: playoff. Yeah, playoff. I mean,
0: I I am I am firmly in agreement there. But I also do think like their perimeter talent is really, really good. Like mm-hmm. Shea and, and Jalen Williams are just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So like that's gonna be a pretty tough one. But and then if it comes down to the Western Conference finals, like it's gonna be Clippers or T Wolves, I would assume. And now obviously these seedings can all change, but like if it's the Clippers or the T Wolves, I still obviously give Denver the advantage in both of those series. Uh, but I can I can respect the talent and still think that Denver will win.
1: Yeah, I think the Clippers will that they have the best chance of pushing them to a seven game series. Yeah. I don't think that I don't think Minnesota has to pop. I just I truly don't
0: man that'll be heartbreaking for the clippers if, and their fans if they have to run into the <laughs> so okay i'm i'm 8.5 out of 10 um rest of the road trip will wrap up with this at washington at indiana at new oh. york now i forgot about this uh, are the nuggets going to the white house today like is is that a thing like are they going it could to be
1: actually yeah that's right cuz today or uh today or tomorrow
0: i guess I mean, they face Washington tomorrow, so yeah. like, they they probably going today, or maybe I guess on Monday. Um, yeah, maybe they go on Monday and then they fly to Indiana after that. I guess, but it's interesting to uh, to think about that. It's like that, that. Yeah, Joe Biden's gonna have to shake Nikola Jokic's hand and Jamal Murray's hand and give a speech on like how great Jokic is. It's gonna be hilarious. So. <laughs> I'm Just looking to forward see. to it. Yeah, it's it's just like that's a that's a surreal thing, because uh, like you see it all about like LeBron and Steph and teams like that and like like these these super duper megastars that that like always win in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and then it's just going to be Joker. <laughs>
1: so. Yeah, I'm really curious. Um, to see how this week goes. I the Patriots, man, I, I really like them with Pascal. Do you think they could make mm. a second round run? Yeah, no, of course they can.
0: Like, I know it's like they're they're probably still needing more in general. But they have more to trade. Like they could trade Mather and they could trade Jairus Walker and go get another impact player if they wanted to. But and healed. Uh, yeah,
1: for sure. What about what about for Zach Levine? How would you feel like healed Benny?
0: Uh, man, I, don't, I wouldn't want to commit to, Would be
1: insane. I
0: Allie, would not want to commit Levine, to that. Contract.
1: Pascal, Miles Turner, OB Toppin.
0: Yeah, I just like. They already have enough offense, man. Like they've got the best like perimeter playmaker in the league in Halliburton. Like he creates so many opportunities. And they don't need that. They need more defense. They need they need teams that can or big wings that can really help them guard, that can help them defend. And I just don't think that Zach is that.
1: Trying to think who else would be worth them grabbing though right now. (laughs) OG (laughs) Ananobi. Who?
0: OG Ananobi. Ah, they got we,
1: Pascal
0: they well, they tried to get both of them. they did, yeah, they tried to add both of them in a big deal. It didn't end up working out, but like how funny would that be <laughs> that would be a that'd be amazing, but yeah,
1: so I man yeah Hallie, Benny, Pascal Turner, their core, you think they're core four, and then everybody else is kind of movable or do you would you uh, trade Benny
0: i mean I, I'm calling it a core three. Right now, I still I still need to see it from Matherin because like he he still has games like he went last. I think he had 0 of eight last night and zero points against Portland. Like, come on, man! Like, you want to step up? You want to be that dude? You got to be better than that. Um, and like you got to be ready for that. So, I think that they are really good. Bro, you probably... know what I love?
1: I, he's not a great player by any means, but like a backup center next to Murray. I love Isaiah Jackson. Like, I would love to yeah. see him and Jamal next to each other. He is a flyer. Dude, that a dude terrifying. would
0: soar above the rim. Right. And, and Denver's wanted Jalen Smith for a long time. Like, they've. No, they've,
1: no, 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 no. Way you too don't small. like him as much? No, I've never wanted Jalen Smith.
0: Never. You know Isaiah Jackson is smaller than Jalen Smith?
1: Yes, but he also a much better player than, than respect, respect, respect to Jalen, but he's a much better player. I don't want anything to it. Really? I don't. He I, He doesn't do anything. He's just not good to me. He's way too small. See the thing, Isaiah, Isaiah gives you a vertical spacer that truly works. Like you can truly utilize that. And he can be a decent switch defender. I'm not saying you want to do it all the time. Yeah. I would just much rather have Isaiah Jackson. But I just like the skill set more. Like Jalen's just Yeah, I'm 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 just I'm good on it.
0: Rob asks uh, Dan Favali, who friend of the program for the Alley Hoop uh, How much is he making? Xavier Tillman, he's on a rookie deal, so like I think he's uh he's in the last year of his rookie contract. So if Denver traded for him, they could get him as a <laughs> uh,
1: Zeke, like, uh, Zeke Naji, Christian Brown, Vince Williams, Xavier Tillman.
0: Uh Zeke Naji, Christian Brown, Vince Williams, Xavier Tillman. They just signed Xavier or uh, Vince Williams, so I'm, I'm not sure if they're allowed to trade him. But like I think the the idea of the deal is right, where you, Denver needs another big. Like they, they need somebody in the front court and especially if you and I, if you and I are now, now firmly in agreement that Peyton Watson is a two or a three, as opposed to a three or four, um, then maybe, uh, maybe you need somebody else in the front court in the, in the second unit, because they did just play Aaron Gordon, literally the entire second half in the game last night. And they probably need somebody that can spare him.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think block injury is just really bad. Um, Jeff size. I mean, you're just losing that. It's just really important. I, but I again, I was just clear on this. I don't want. I don't want the Nuggets pretending. Peyton is too small. Like he's not that. He's not small. He's just young. I'm like I don't. He just. You don't need him at four. And this. just feels like, bro. Who do we used to put at the four for a while? PJ Dozier.
0: Love PJ Dozier, man.
1: I understand <laughs> when he was at power four. Like let's stop. Like let's just stop. I don't want to pretend this with Peyton. Peyton is a two. Or a three, and I think Peyton can be a two. But Peyton is just young; like he just needs development. But it can, bro, think about it: if he does this run, a finals run, he goes into year three. Bro, I would even take that is young at four just to be a body, like just yeah. to be a
0: body. That that would be perfectly reasonable, I think. So maybe it happens. Like that that could be. That could be a reasonable deal. Okay, so you can Um,
1: continue to hold on Kendrick Williams all they want, just just so he can be there. I guess, just so he can just exist on the roster, but he's not even getting real
0: minutes. Man, you bringing up uh, PJ Dozier reminds me of my favorite, uh, actually least favorite bench lineup of all time that the Nuggets rolled out: Faku, Compasso, Austin Rivers, PJ Dozier, Jeff Green, and Jamichael Green.
1: (laughs) That uh, that 2021-22 roster was just that shit uh, was wild. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they won 48 games, by the way.
0: Dude, they won 48 games. That's... The Lakers
1: won't win 48 games this year with LeBron and AD.
0: Yeah. That was uh, Jokic's 2006 Kobe moment, by the way. Like, you think so? Yeah. Like, him being able to do that with that roster was insane.
1: <laughs> yeah, and people were questioning, like, you know, oh, I couldn't believe the narratives that existed around him. Like, he had the worst. That was the worst roster in the playoffs by, like, a good margin.
0: Yeah. They traded the third and fourth best players on that roster to go get KCP.
1: To get KCP, yeah, yeah. exactly. That was insane, bro. Man. The salary dump, right? KCP.
0: That was a salary dump. Can't can't but What be do, you, do you think All-
1: KCP your size for this offseason? Um, ooh, that's a good question. Who's this, who's the this fastest in the league? Because
0: uh, um. So like it's not Kevin Herter. He's he's no. better than Kevin Herter. I just I remember the contract that he signed. What did he sign? Uh, it was like a 15 million a year kind of contract, I right. think. What's Boogie make? ACP should get 18 million a year. That's the number that I put down.
1: Yeah, I, I thought about that too. Like 18. You think a 3 year or four, 2 year 18?
0: Uh, let's go let's go 3 years with a player option and give him the credit that he deserves. Team option probably on the I mean, no, they're I mean he's gonna want the player option for that number. Yeah. Um, but they I mean, they gotta give it to him. Like you a huge
1: he, trade piece for when uh Peyton Watson becomes the two that I told you he's gonna be. <laughs> Can you imagine Peyton Watson being like a legitimate thirty-eight, thirty nine percent three point shooter with like no. wall handling
0: skills? I can't, honestly. Like that's that would gonna be break insane. my brain. That's gonna that's
1: gonna <laughs> six five Murray, six eight Peyton, six ten Porter. Six eight ag, and then the six eleven, and then whoever's off the bench by that point. This is two thousand twenty like five, like twenty six. So 2026-27. So this is ways away, but man,
0: it's the vision. Man. I love Peyton, bro. I'm
1: sorry, <laughs> man. I think Peyton's incredible, bro. I just it's think the
0: day, it's fair. No, I I mean I I think he's he's earning it, man. It's gonna be oh fun. oh. tell
1: me let me give me you because you didn't do enough of a Jamal Murray run, and people love this segment. There's over hundred people in here, so obviously they love yeah. hearing this. Yeah. How did it? How did you feel? How did you feel, Rob? Knows, yeah. Rob knows ball. Yeah, I've seen it. How did you feel, uh, Jamal Murray being the clear second best player on the court with three with four NBA players on it?
0: You know, it's funny you say that because I have I have some thoughts about that. Um, <laughs> Jamal Murray is one of the greatest players in Nuggets franchise history. Maybe the second greatest player, we'll call it third greatest player, in Nuggets franchise history behind Nicole Jokic and Alex English, and David Thompson. David Thompson was great. David Thompson yeah. was was spectacular. Wasn't around for long enough. And I, mean, um... I think that when it's all, I mean, yeah, yeah. This love, love, love my guy David Thompson. Met him. He's awesome. He's a, he's an amazing dude. I think that. Nicole or Jamal Murray is about as underrated here among the fan base as he's ever been because there are, there are so many people, so many people that I respect who have gone at Jamal over the course of these last couple of weeks for not showing up in January for not showing up in moments where Denver has been in the midst of this awesome winning streak got to have these minor complaints, got to, okay, hey, man, they didn't get the OKC game, Ah, oh, it's because of Jamal. Oh, they didn't get the Philly game, oh, it's because of Jamal. Did he play perfect in those games? No, absolutely not. Nobody's asking for that. But you ask me who I want when everything comes down to it, when playoffs are coming down to it, when championships are coming down to it, when Denver is putting themselves on the map, for the greatest stretch of time that they've ever had in their franchise's history. You think I want anybody else in Nuggets franchise history, other than maybe Alex English, (laughs) other than Jamal Murray, man, he is reliable. He is relentless. He is the best possible matchup with Jokic. And I'm just never, I'm never, ever, ever going to question who he is as a player. He may not be the perfect regular season player, but when the matters most, when it matters most, who are you going to call? You're going to call Jamal Murray. That's just it. There is nothing else. How many, let me ask
1: you this. The playoff setting, how many guards are outright better in your brain than Jamal Murray? Just outright better. Not a, not a question.
0: Right now, a One. Bit. One. And it's Luka Doncic. One. You can give me Steph Curry all you want. You can give me Devin Booker all you want. I've seen the numbers. And give me Damian Lillard. You know, yes, that Edward. guy who's like struggling to make the All-Star game in the Eastern Conference right now. I am tired of the slander that Murray has to go through for a regular season in January it is unbelievable like what nuggets fans and nuggets analysts put in his direction because he's uh he earned you a title earned you a title last june put up 50-40-90 on 32 points per game in the conference finals and put together a 30 point first half against the la the la lakers in game 3 and sold their souls. You better believe it, that he's going to do the exact same thing again when it comes around this year. Rant over.
1: Yeah, man, I just think uh is an enigma. I think people, they just are, they want 82 game sample sizes for wards. And I think at this point, people conceded that Joker just doesn't care enough to go for him. So, you know, he's the best player in the world just because he's like a sleeping giant. But I think the same thing as with Jamal. I think both of them are just of the mindset. Like, none of this matters. None of it matters. We're going to play the brand of basketball we know how to play. But everything matters. This doesn't matter, and everything matters once April hits. It's not that they're lollygagging. It's not that they're sleepwalking. But you're not going to get our best every night because it doesn't require it until I get there, until I get to a situation where it's got to get done. It's got to get done. And that's the thing. It got to get done. And I don't think anyone else in the league, respectfully, just has enough to overtake the Nuggets must-have. Like, they must. They have a must-have to them. We must win this game. We must win this series. And I just think the thing is, Jokic and Murray, bro, like, they're just not phased by anything. And I think, Ryan, the thing that people maybe sleep on about Murray so much Murray has gone through everything. Everything. Like, he's literally gone through everything. You know, bad. He got he went through the you know first round versus the San Antonio Spurs in 2019. The team was, the like, we were all down 2-0 to the Spurs, the seventh seed, 20, 21 points in the fourth quarter. Murray goes out, plays, has to play 60-plus minutes, or 58 minutes, I think, in a four-overtime game in the playoffs. He lose. The Nuggets lose game seven in second round because of him.
0: Because of him. Four it wasn't good. 19. He was bad.
1: He was he sucked. Like four (laughs) of 19. Now he was 21 years old, so like that happens. There's a reason. Down 3-1 twice. Has to gun his way back into the series, gets it done, then loses to the Lakers and still plays well versus the Lakers. Tears his ACL, loses everything for a year and a half, comes back that year, laces him up versus all these Giants, 27-6 and 5 in his first playoff run coming back from the ACL.
0: The first one.
1: So I don't know, man. I I just think Murray is possible. Murray is going to be even better this year, and can now people already had him at like Jason Tim had him at sixteen. I think I had him at nineteen coming into this year. Yeah, Murray does this again and better. Like, say he's like a twenty nine, six and five on like forty eight, you know, forty eight, forty one, ninety four. Small Murray, top twelve player in the league.
0: Some there of the criticisms—there's
1: no, no way anyone could do this next Joker.
0: Some of the criticisms are valid. I'm not going to sit here and say that he's perfect. Nobody is. Like even Joker's not perfect. As as much as people want to say that he is, nobody is perfect.
1: More Jokic slander from Ryan Blackburn.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I know that's going to get aggregated. Uh, <laughs> it is. Wait, what doesn't Jokic do well, Ryan? Oh God! I, I. That is gonna you do it for this of weekend. With that is gonna do it for this episode of Weekends with Swipo. Uh, really, really appreciate everybody stopping by. We are, we are not here to, to criticize Jokic in any way, shape, or form. Especially after this last unbelievable performance. It was like he was incredible. Everybody, thank you so much. We had a really nice audience today. Went over to over an hour. Was not expecting to go for over an hour. Uh, really, really. <laughs> Yeah. Let me just, uh, let me, th- oh, don't <laughs> uh, man. And then Cedric follows it up. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, everybody hit the like button down below, support the show, support us, support the alley-oop support, swipe a cam. Uh, this is the moment in the regular season where things start to get really real and we're delivering as great of content as we possibly can. This was a great show and really, really appreciate everybody for stopping by. Any final thoughts, Kim?
1: Nah, man. We just, you know, I think the Nuggets got the win they needed to get. And, you know, they're twenty, 16-5 they're in their last 21. So we'll see if they can keep winning.
0: See if they can do it. Everybody, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button on the way out. Really appreciate all the love and support. We'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow night with a special episode. Thanks, everyone. <music>